You're listening to the Road to Wisdom podcast, weaving stories told by wonderful minds about all things motherhood, health, intimacy, politics, nature, and everything in between. Join us on an adventure discovering unique experiences that we can learn from to enhance the ways in which we live. We are your hosts, Chloe and Kishia. So for everyone who's listening, we're actually just figuring out all the bells and whistles of starting a podcast mm. that also will have some video recording so you can see us and be part of the conversation with us, which I think will be a nice little addition mm. for those who don't want to be solely listening. Do you, do you watch podcasts? I, I, look, I watch snippets of podcasts, mm. yeah, but, you know, on Spotify, you can watch them every now and then. Sometimes it's nice to see the person that you're talking to. Totally. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a podcaster. I mean, a, what do you call it? Like a listener, I should say, when yeah. I'm in the car. So yes. I do not watch the videos. So it's not a component that I think of much. But anyway, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So here we are. welcome, everyone. This is the Road to Wisdom podcast. Um, we will be your hosts. I'm Kashia. And I am Chloe. And we're going to take you guys on our little journey of learning and unlearning and ultimately trying to find the goal of what a wholeness and human existence human existence what are we supposed to be doing how are we supposed to be doing it how are we supposed to be doing it what what is causing everything happening today big questions i've got lots of big questions so should we start with why we're doing this get into that a little bit unravel a little bit with the why with the why yeah well i think for me mm. we were talking a lot about all of these issues big issues that are plaguing us today as mothers as families young children where do you school them is it homeschooling <laughs> steiner education mm. just regular conventional schooling sickness mm. all of these things that we marriage 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 relationships mm. sex mm. what is enough <laughs> Is there enough? <laughs> <laughs> Why is my libido not working? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even in the birth, like in mm. the birth realm, which is huge yeah. for me because I love, love birth, do some birth photography, I dabble in that one. So, um, yeah, for me it was these conversations are so important. No one's having them in the public mm. sphere. And we have some great conversations mm. and I like to think everyone would love to listen to what we talk about. And we're both the same in a sense that like, I, like we, I don't, I know you're probably the same, but I just don't have much time for surface level stuff. Like if I have to have surface level conversation with someone more than once or twice, I just check out. I'm like, oh, I just can't. Yeah. I need to talk about the stuff. Like the real juicy stuff. The really juicy stuff. Mm. And I yeah. need to know about all of your juicy stuff too, because oh. then I feel like I can talk about all the juicy stuff. <laughs> it is. And it's being vulnerable, isn't it? Yeah. In the, that conversation yeah. space. So I guess that's what we want to achieve here. Mm. A little bit of vulnerability. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, asking the questions, especially taboo questions or questions where there's not enough conversation. So you don't mm. know how to approach those topics. Yeah. Um, I think because we were having them these conversations behind closed doors for so long, right? Because yes. I guess it started getting real juicy during COVID and we were like, why do we have to have these private secret groups? Like, 
we are allowed to talk about this and we were like you know what we're doing it we yeah. are going to get on the air and talk about this stuff and just ruffle a couple of feathers if we have to. Yeah, yeah, not too many. Not too many. <laughs> be very, very sensible. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I guess today is more about introducing our listeners to us. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll interview you first, Chloe. Okay. Excellent. Well, let's get started with really simple, easy going your past (laughs) wow that is a simple answer (laughs) okay three simple answer simple question (laughs) three big significant things that happened before you guys became a family Mm. um in your past that has contributed to you asking these questions and your general knowledge Ah, just three. Just three. Just three. You're three. Okay. Well, and I actually haven't really thought about this very much, but if I have to pick three, um, so I grew up on the other side of Australia in West Oz, um, and one of the biggest pivotal moments would definitely be when Mum and Dad got divorced, and I moved to the other side of the country, away from my whole family, yeah. with my mum and my brother. So that was like a real big, like uh definitely a time where stuff wasn't easy and so obviously when stuff isn't easy there's a lot of discomfort and a lot of dysfunction and a lot of just unravel and so and growth yeah exactly but when you're 12 or 13 or 14 you definitely don't see as an opportunity for growth Mm -hmm. um but yeah ultimately that would have been my setup i guess but definitely prior to that um as a kid um for better or worse, I was definitely always opinionated and always asking the questions. Like I remember having those big, you know, like debates with my dad on trip on like road trips and stuff. And um, so yeah, I think I've always had it in me, but then yeah, so mum and dad's separation would have been a big one, big moment in life. And then um, I guess, just going through that, like being a kid in a dysfunctional um, family dynamic and having to learn the hard way, which I did, did a lot of things um, and found myself in lots of different situations, um, kind of ultimately probably led me to just being like, this is, there's got to be more. And just kind of going down that path of figuring out things for myself. Um, So yeah, I think it was more of a slow, a slow journey nothing like boom now's the time you have to realize what the bigger picture or anything like that um oh and then obviously having my children was probably the bigger this kind of like cascade where everything just kind of fall in, fell into place yeah. um initiation into motherhood initiation into motherhood is yeah. definitely yeah that's a big one um but yeah, I've, I guess I'm lucky that I haven't had any big moments where I've had to, that have really shook me other than, you know, child, my my youth years being interrupted by wild family dynamic stuff. But um, that's yeah. something that so many people can relate to. Yeah. And I feel like because that was such a big thing in, like, I mean, my parents stayed together, mm. but so many of my friends families were breaking up yeah and that nuclear family was just torn Done. apart yeah and so so many people our age can mm. relate to yeah. your experience i mean it's totally uncommon 
to have a friend our age whose parents are together. Like the fact that your parents are together, we're together, together, um, is just so unusual, right? And so it's just the norm to have that separated family. I think too, what's really fantastic about being able to bring up that part of the conversation Mm. is how now so many people our age Mm. Like you see it go two ways, either their parents split and they're like, that is then their path mm. um, and they have to heal that line. Mm. Or in our situation where like, no, I want that nuclear family. Like yeah. I want to keep my family together. There's yeah. so much power mm. in a relationship that stays together. Yeah. Um, obviously there's a lot of nuance there. Mm. I don't want to exclude anyone, mm. but um, yeah, looking at, the power of the family that is tightly held. Yeah. Opposed, yeah, and seeing how many benefits there is to that and working through the hard stuff. Mm. So, yeah, that's cool. Mm. And I guess you don't really, I mean, for me, like I always knew it was a thing and that it was like a big thing in my life. But until I had kids, I was like, whoa, it is so important to just not be like, disposable with that or just you know and not to say that people in our parents generation were just like oh stuff it this is too hard move on I'm sure at that time it was really hard but I just yeah I feel like it's they didn't have the tools yeah exactly yeah so I think like one of the things um and I'm sure you can relate to this in my relationship we have had that many breakdowns mm. and then b- rebuilding mm. yeah. moments. And each time we've chosen to rebuild. Yeah. So the breakdown ha- happens for whatever reason and we've chosen to rebuild. And yeah. to do that, we've had to do research and mm. listen to other people going through it, yeah. talk to professionals. Um, whereas I don't think that was around wasn't around for our parents generation mm. so there was a lot of shame around it right like yes. i can't imagine women being able to get with other women and be like hey what's going on like are you experiencing this anyway we're going to get into that we will get into that a lot juicy topics. hopefully yes. yeah that's it's such a big one um but yeah here i am here you are okay so initiation into motherhood mm. so i i feel like i do know your story a little bit but for our listeners um, our stories are quite similar where we both got pregnant and there was no initiation. Mm. There wasn't really a calling in of your child when you're, when we were both pregnant, there was no holding that space and dropping into the last days of your maidenhood before mm-hmm. you were mother, like no. these really sacred rites no. and passages. Mm. And it was just in society and culture today, it's just kind of like, no, 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 you just get on with things. You mm. push your baby out and continue getting yeah. on with things. Have you got your baby room set up? Where's yeah. your baby sleeping? Yes. Okay, cool. And the whole goal yeah. is to then make sure that the baby doesn't disrupt your life yeah. and the baby isn't going to change you or mm. who you are or what you guys do you do everything still the exact same way yeah. just have baby now yeah so after a lot of babies between us yeah um <laughs> we have discovered slowly that that's not the best not way to approach yeah. it yeah. so yeah. do you want to expand on your motherhood oh, story yeah i always say that it's taken me four babies to actually 
get it, <laughs> but to actually understand what's required. And of course, not many people have four babies, so not many people can say what is truthfully required. Um, maybe we'll never know. I mean, I feel like we've definitely, I mean, we've, I could still we've got it under learning. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I always say like, if I had a fifth baby, that would be the perfect, that would be the number. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, I'll do this. I'm like, this is what it would look like, sort of feel like. This yeah. is what the, you know, fourth trimester looks like. This is just, yeah. But and then still so many things of that, and you'll be like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. I should know this. It's exactly. Baby. <laughs> and exactly, like you go through every pregnancy, and you get to the end, and you're like, that little bit of, you know, someone will say something stupid, and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, I don't think I've got this. And then it, it always comes in, right? But um, yeah, so me, so I have four kiddos. Um, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, my oldest is seven, almost seven, which is like, a tri it's tripping me out right now because it's the first seven. Yeah. The first cycle done. And I'm like, I hope I did a good job. Like, I hope, <laughs> I hope you're okay. I hope you're going to be okay. But that's why we have more. Yeah. Hopefully by the fourth we've nailed that first seven mm. years. Yeah. Apologies to the first. <laughs> Sorry about all the stuff I did. Um and then our youngest is one, just turned one at the start of the year. Yeah. And so yeah, that's a lot of babies in a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. That is so seven years of nonstop breastfeeding. The seven years of just fully eight years of pregnancy or breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It has been real. Um, but yeah, like I really didn't have anything, any idea about, you know, like what, what I was doing. Like when I got pregnant, there was definitely no one around being like, you know, supporting in that way that is necessary. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I was really lucky to land um, my mother-in-law and partner, Brenton were just randomly stumbled upon the midwife's office that I yeah. found. Um, and she was kind of like the perfect mid-range. I mean, I already had core beliefs when I met her, yeah. but ultimately I was able to just have a really normal experience with yeah. all my, with my first, um, the birth of my first baby and birthing of the mother experience. Um, which we're going to detail maybe. Yeah, and just to touch on your core values, mm. so you, you've got quite a bit of education mm. behind you. Would you like to share that with everyone? Um, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> um, so just before I started having the kids, so a couple of years prior to having Birdie, yep. um, I started studying a health science degree to become a naturopath. Yeah. Um, and so obviously when she was born and kind of like towards the end of pregnancy, I dropped off because it was just a lot. Um, and ultimately I just, I kept on trying to go back to it after she was born. And it just, it was, it was always just such a tug of war. I was like, Oh, I really want to do it. Oh, I really am in the, you know, like I've got a baby. And I just, I actually thought that it was more important for a little while there to finish it. Yeah. So I would be, you know, so not present with, birdie and trying to hustle and I had everybody being like oh when are you gonna you know you can do both you can do it blah, blah, blah. and so I had that. do it all do you're it all woman. you do it yeah. all Just do it all women should be able to do everything um, and so <laughs> and we can. we're not saying we can't yeah we absolutely we're can 100% at the detriment of everyone mm. 
<laughs> Watch your family go under if she make it. <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, I was constantly back and forth with that. And, yeah, I definitely went back and forth. I had, you know, I had a few opportunities where I would go on campus and just do a, a couple of subjects and, you know, like I was always learning. Like it's just a realm that I've been in for a long time, you know, like over a decade now and always dabbling in all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, like I've, I've been through every single disgusting diet phase, you know, from that to more now like understanding quantum biology and, you know, just the bigger picture, you know, nature and ecology and just all the things, you know, so. Um, to simple. Yeah, yeah, just really understanding, you know, because out there there's so much soulless knowledge and dysfunction and, you know, I've really always had this big interest in that and so I've always dabbled in the research, looking at stuff, figuring things out, aren't, you know, trying to answer the questions that I have. Um, and so tying that back into becoming a mother or birthing yeah. um, prior to that. Yeah. I definitely had some knowledge, but it wasn't in, it wasn't in birthing, you yeah. know, like, yeah, I had some knowledge on, you know, my body and what that required during that time. But, you know, nothing like I, I, I would now. Um, so, yeah, I really put all my trust into my midwife, which, you know, ultimately I wouldn't do that right now. But I did. Um, but it was it was fine. You know, like my midwife, she was, you know, she let me birth, a lot, you know, by myself. Like it was very hands off, physiological, yeah. normal, physiologically normal birth. Yeah. Um, there were a few things I definitely wouldn't do, but we can go into detail later. I feel like maybe a birth story. Yeah, birth stories. Yeah, would be a good yeah. full full picture of <laughs> our journeys. That's down eight. That is eight birth stories. That's eight people. If you want to listen, let us know. <laughs> if you're interested in that, definitely let us know. Yeah, we'll do. We can do even like a highlight. Yeah, like a highlight. <laughs> I know there's one of my births that would probably take up a whole mm. podcast, which turns out to be my shortest actual birth yeah but it's an interesting story mm. probably one of the big ones mm. <laughs> yeah well i'd love to talk about that so um but yeah so yeah birth and i'm sure i could i mean i could talk for days on the the journey from maiden to mother yeah and just life that unfolds evolves from there do you do you wish you had the language at the time for those things? I wish I had it today. I'm particularly have my croaky post. <laughs> post little, I'm not going to say sickness or cold because it's more of a summer, <laughs> summer purge, just beginning autumn. And I really feel like over the last year or two, I've become so aware that spring to summer, I typically get this little sickness. <laughs> If we're going to call it that just for mutual understanding. Yep. Um, <laughs> and now I'm noticing a little post-summer into autumn, which, so that's me today. Yeah. I'm feeling that. So. A little bit. Yeah. You actually sound great. So okay. I'll just put that out and there. Husky voices are sexy. They are. They mm. are. Bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, okay. So that's a little bit about your history. Mm -hmm. And then today... What are your goals around our podcast? 
Oh, yeah. So I feel like we both have such common interests. Like we've got so many things that align, but we definitely have a little bit of, um, there's, we differ a little bit in the sense that a lot of my, um, the knowledge that I always dwell in is, you know, much more like alternative health and just all these really nerdy things relating to that. And then you pull in this beautiful element of, you know, from the ground up, like raising children and, you know, like you're really into starter education and what that actually looks like from the big picture, not just, you know, black and white Rudolf Steiner principles, but, you know, the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. So I think tying all of that in, plus our personal experiences, um, and not just our personal experiences, but tying in other people that, you know, we really admire and respect their, their stories and their knowledge. And I think combining all of that just, you know, cause there's so much disconnect, right? And so I'm always like, what is going on? Yeah, I like, guess what between, is going on with people? between culture yeah. and the culture that we were brought up in mm. and how our parents raised us essentially in this culture yeah. is so different to what actual health and well-being looks like. Yeah. Oh, my it's God, so yeah. different and there's so many discrepancies mm. and every day you find more and more. Yeah. And, yeah, some of the people that we have lined up from this podcast yeah. are going to be amazing to speak to mm. and to bring about that picture of wholeness yeah so yeah it'll be um it's going to be good yeah i think we just yeah. ultimately want to paint a picture of you know i feel like we're out of line the not out of line as in like we've been naughty anymore, <laughs> but like out of the line of nature like the laws of nature and just how things flow effortlessly in life we're kind of really far away from that and you know i'd like to talk to people who seem to have a really good understanding of what has happened yeah. what is pulling us away like what is draining us of that you know our vital source and energy yes. and you know like why are we separating you know, in family dynamics. Why are our children so unwell? Yeah. Why are men and women experiencing like zero libido? Why, just are men, in, why are we like looking down the barrel of complete infertility in the next 10 to 20 years? All these things. We just want to paint a big, beautiful picture, a simple picture and yeah. try to plant some seeds and um, yeah, just get some conversation flowing around that. Yes, mm. make it relatable and yeah. listenable. Listenable? Mm. Can I make a new word? Listenable? Listenable. Yes. Listenable. Yeah. And um, yeah, and hopefully get the interest mm. of everyone out there. So that'll be, it'll be good. I'm excited. Mm. Mm. Let's talk about you. Oh, what do you want to talk about? Everything. Everything. <laughs> All the things about you. Um, well, let's. let's <laughs> What a great interview skill. Just tell me everything about you. <laughs> no, no. Well, sperm at the egg. <laughs> How did you get here? Twinkling my um, Yeah. So <laughs> tell me about, tell me about before you and Togga met, mm -hmm. what were you doing? Who were you? All right. Pre-children, pre pre-Togga. Um, well, let's introduce 
Let's introduce who Togger is first. Oh, okay. Togger's my husband. <laughs> and he is, gosh, probably my backbone at the moment. He does everything. So he's a um, an all-round very good human to have in my life. Um, but, yeah, he came from a background of snowboarding mm-hmm. and was sponsored and then we met and had dragged him away from the snow up to here. <laughs> and then uh, the rest is history. Um, before that, I was, what, a school? My parents were together. We had a very tight-knit family. Um, so I didn't experience mm. what you experienced, but we have different Eating experiences. Young. Great. Look, I can't wait to discuss. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I decided to go to uni, studied... Mm, what um, were you studying? Studied a Bachelor of Exercise Science. So it was very in line with the pre-med mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then went on to study physio. Got halfway through that degree and decided that it wasn't me. Mm. And that was definitely one yeah. trigger. What was, like, what was it that you were just conflictious about? Well, one... There were a lot of people that I was doing the degree with that I was like, these guys are going to finish and be doctors of physiotherapy and they shouldn't be touching me. <laughs> so okay. many. Elaborate. There's Elaborate. some people in my degree who were fantastic and mm. very knowledgeable and I think a handful went on to do medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I feel like when you're touching someone's body, and you're working with injuries, you need to be intuitive as well as knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. And when you're studying a degree, intuition is not a part of that in any way, shape or form. So it's a real severing from what you're feeling into as a person Mm. when you're handling someone with an injury, an illness, whatever that may be. And you're now going by books that are completely they take the life and soul out of what a human is and how a human functions. And it's all very, like, down the line, these are your symptoms, this will lead to this. There's no nuance, though. So um, that was a big one. Um, And then... uh, Was there anything that, like, you saw that just turned you straight off and you just couldn't go back and connect with that? You just knew that that was not for you anymore? Yeah, it was when we were doing practice practical at the mm. hospitals yeah. so i saw a few things mm. do you want examples yeah i do i want to know everything <laughs> Choose. all right we're going to introduce yeah so um i was working at a i was doing a practical in the icu at a um, private hospital up mm. here and i saw how the wrong person mm. and physiotherapist who was actually meant to be my mentor and had complete power over whether or not I would get my degree, Mm. Um, who was very young and all ego, Mm. which I didn't have the language for back then, but looking back on it now, Mm. she was very much Mm. all ego. Um, And with that and a lack of discernment, she was able to put someone who was in relatively bad health on their deathbed. So... 
It was a bad decision after bad decision and her, her power over my degree and also one of my peers' degrees. Yeah, it was pretty full on. And she, yeah, so she would be instructing us to do things that I had peer-based reviewed and like, yeah, peer-reviewed science. Oh my gosh, excuse me. Tongue ties. Um, yeah, I had peer-reviewed evidence mm. that it was the opposite of what we should be doing, but because she was in that position of power mm. and that was a bit of a trigger for her ego, we were then forced to, or she tried to force, I had to step away, mm -hmm. um, to do techniques that was actually going to be detrimental to the health and, and ultimately life of this patient. So that was one. That and you don't really think that a physiotherapist could, would have that power, mm, but mm, wow. Just pumping on chests in mm. the ICU. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And... I think it's called expectorating. Mm -hmm. So when you shove a tube down into the lungs of a patient and suck mucus out of their lungs, and um, yeah, I mean, I found a study that showed that this actually holds people in ICU for longer. So practices like that, which were outdated, and yet they're still being used in hospitals. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that, isn't there? Since yeah, mm -hmm. since obviously, and especially world oh gosh <laughs> yeah mind-blowing it's mm. huge so yeah that was though these were like just little things that added yeah. up um how they treated elderly mm. in the hospital and yeah just there was some really heartbreaking things where you're like why is this person being treated that way when cognitively they're fine mm. and they don't want to die in a hospital they want to die at home yeah so how you know Anyway, there's a lot of, there were a lot yeah. of little triggers. Um, yeah, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, do you feel like you've always been, you know, tapped into your intu intuition as a younger or, like, as a child, was that fostered within you? Or, like, what were your parents like? Are they, like, into health? Did they, were they into, like, this more alternative way of being like you are? Or is this something, that, the path that you've just walked, kind of figured out for yourself? A little bit from column A and a little from column B. <laughs> yeah. So my mum was very much just the professional. Mm -hmm. That was her way of handling things. I think we were at the doctor's office every other week <laughs> for a snot sniffle or a cold. Yep. We were vaccinated. Mm -hmm. We were all the things. Mm -hmm. um, and my dad looked more into the alternative side. So he would do, he grew his own organic wheatgrass and we would have wheatgrass shots Bless. every morning. <laughs> yeah, juice shots. Um, and I mean, my dad was really into Anthony Robbins, mm. Robert Kiyosaki, mm. um, some all the greats, <laughs> Joe Dispenza. Mm. Um, and he, when I was 11, I told you this yeah. on, on the last time we tried to record this podcast. <laughs> and it was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that we're not professionals up here. <laughs> yeah. I'll repeat it. You'll glaze over, but I'll repeat it for those out there. So, my dad took me um, to an Anthony Robbins seminar when I was 11 years old, where we were run through, it was a three and a half day or four day mm -hmm. seminar. Um, and we spoke about, like on the first day, it was like all on hypnosis, how we can self-hypnotize. Mm -hmm. And um, 
we have control. Like his big thing was you know, the power of your mind, yeah. the control you have over your own body. Anyway, 11 years old, ended that at two o'clock in the morning and walked on hot coals. <laughs> Three meters. Do you have any photos coals. of this? I would love to see. No, probably not. No one took cameras then. No one had iPhones. Yeah, no. And it was three o'clock in the morning, I think. They didn't have like professional people taking shots of people walking across hot coals. I wish they did. But it was the second time my dad had walked over hot coals. So I actually have photos of him doing it, I think, when he was like in his 20s, um, in a leather jacket and high-risked Levi's. Of course. I'll find that one. Um, he wasn't just a health nerd, he was a cool health nerd. He was a cool, he was, he was cool a nerd. Loved being a little hardcore. <laughs> yeah, um, hardcore nerd. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so he he did that, I think, in, in the backyard with some just <laughs> walked over hot coals. And then he's like, you know what, I'm going to take my 11 year old daughter to do this mm. 20 years later. It seems like a really good parenting thing to do, right? Fantastic. <laughs> but I actually went vegetarian from that. Oh my gosh. I know, because the last day was all on food and. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Anthony Robbins was obviously vegan at the time. Yeah, right. At the time, he's not anymore. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I went vegetarian after that and stayed vegetarian. So, like, you ultimately had a fair amount of seeds just waiting to kind of rise out of you. So you've always had a bit of an influence. And so when you're putting that... Yeah. Because I've had that, like health side but not really knowing that mm. that is ultimate health it's just things that my dad did that were a bit crazy and out yeah. there but awesome i hope that's what my kids think of me like <laughs> mom was so crazy she wouldn't let me watch the tv without wearing these stupid colorful glasses and stuff <laughs> my kids are like we never get to watch tv <laughs> just flat out no. that makes me like always stare at the sun but now i get it as a 45 year old woman yeah. i hope that's all i can wish for in this life <laughs> oh it's so good um but then yeah and then my education was like kind of dragging me into that you split off from your intuition mm. you split off from that like that ultimate no. it's all up here yeah. everything is up in your head and um you need to follow the rules and guidelines and a lot of paperwork a lot of like boxes to tick Mm, and I hear that like you know I know a few people who work in you know that world and as much as they're on the other side you know they're very pro science pro medication pro the whole thing they're still like oh there's a lot of boxes tick and I couldn't make this decision and there's so much wrong with it and there's you know so I feel like I wonder what would happen in that world if people were left to just use common sense and to just think yeah. and, and to less see, ego. See things from a holistic yeah. perspective and not holistic as in woo 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 yeah. spirituality, but although that, that's an important part. Yeah. <laughs> but like as a whole, so I think something that education these days or the education system, the industrial education system, mm. we can call it. Yeah. Um, they like to separate everything. Yeah. You've got a brain specialist. You've got a heart specialist. Mm. You've got, you know, your um, endocrinologists. Yeah. So, whereas in reality, when you look at all the systems that mm. are held mm. through time, it's the whole body. It's the whole body, like Ayurveda, mm. the whole system. I guess that's at a core what is you know, so wrong with everything. We separate everything from separate. and try to say that we are sep- us as human beings are separate 
from our environment, from, you know, energy space and all the things like microbes are microbes and they don't belong there and viruses and, you know, like nutrients. And it's like, it doesn't actually belong in, we don't, we can't actually have that mindset anymore. It's mm. like, there's, we're going to expand on that. <laughs> we'll expand on that. And we'll bring on people. I really want to get into the nitty gritty of this, but I also want to have a voice because yeah, I feel like I'm not going to do it any justice, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so much to expand on that. But yeah, yeah, ultimately I feel like you must have had such a undercurrent of yeah, feeds and thoughts and when you got when you faced your degree and yeah. the reality of that, it would have been easier for you to be like, No, thank you. Yeah. So Yeah. So yeah, and then and then motherhood was a whole mm. other expansion shake up up, all of it so Mm. went into motherhood um like i said earlier with Mm. just these kind of blinkers on like oh yeah i'm I'm disconnected from my baby and what my body's doing and every time i looked down at my belly growing i was kind of like yeah like oh my god yeah that's not what it looked like Mm. before yeah will it go back like these were the most important things oh yeah in my what is wrong with my nipples yes are they getting darker and darker and darker? <laughs> are they going to go back? <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, the important stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't into the whole baby shower thing, mm. but we just had like all, all our mates come around and yeah, there was like a bit of an acknowledgement that there was a baby about to be born. Yeah. Um, but, but let's make it fun and hip. And like, yeah, that's what we, we did too. We and I regret it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, and we took some photos and <laughs> yeah you know what's interesting like i feel like all the people that came to our we didn't even call it a baby shower i felt like there was like this shame or something around like even having like i mean we had we had our first baby when we were 26 and i feel like no one was having a baby then yeah and that's old in you know reality reality of yeah. reproducing and you know the generation before us and before that but yeah like none of the people that were present are even in our life really (laughs) which is maybe one or two right and i feel like that's just as weird yeah like there was nothing like it just goes to show not it's not weird it just goes to show how much you evolve and grow and just completely change your whole world like once you have a baby you no longer be you no longer start associating yourself with certain people that you were or you find that you have different ways of doing it. it's just like a whole new it's harder to it's such a rebirth like before before you have kids it's like hey you want to go have coffee yeah let's go and then you have one child and you're like yeah i'll be able to do that but just give me half an hour because i just need to pack this bag and get we're going to make sure i breastfeed and make sure the nappy's changed and then put them in the car seat and mm-hmm. then i have to stop the car and give a feed which is all stuff and if you're doing that by the way you're actually <laughs> killing it as a parent you're doing i did not do any of those i was like oh just wing it and then like oh my god the baby's gonna i've got to go <laughs> yeah well i just never could get there as fast as i yeah. used to be able to and then all of a sudden people kind of just stop by places and to things like i couldn't out and that's why we're friends now because we yeah. both have four kids you can't <laughs> you don't get friends if you have four kids no and 
and you don't get invited to even like the family dinners anymore because you have the oh, kids and all of a sudden it's them. six people like it's a party but it i think is. we're prepped for the next pandemic when it's a two-family household we got a party we are gonna have some fun oh, yeah. um not that we ever didn't but anyway <laughs> um yeah right so obviously you have we both have four kids but if we haven't mentioned that we yet. haven't mentioned that we have eight kids <laughs> eight children under the age of eight and we recently kids. went on a family holiday together to the great yes. barrier reef or the, the very south end of the great barrier reef and i still tell people about hey i like i'm almost like hey have you ever had eight kids at the great barrier reef and went snorkeling because we did <laughs> like That's i boast i boast so much about it i'm like we we like kill it at having four kids each we killed it except for that part where it's ours on the boat with eight kids yeah because you was... and Tolga went for a quick dive together I know that and me and Brenton took the eight kids and we were like oh, I feel like I'm gonna lose one <laughs> I couldn't believe I was so impressed with that yeah. it was really good and also very appreciative mm. because that is that is huge yeah that was so much fun anyway um but yeah, our similarities, we have similar interest in, in like child education, well, definitely similar interest, but we're definitely taking different paths at the moment. You're yeah. very much aligned with your style. Yes. Yeah. Philosophies. Well, trying to, it's another learning. Mm. I think it's fantastic though. Mm. And one of our first guests is going to be Melanie Deppoltz. Um, who will expand on that mm. seven year cycles and just it's a really beautiful way of looking at the young developmental periods of the child so yeah but then also your current mm. situation is okay to wrap up where we're both at then so we both i didn't mentioned but i've quit my degree recently <laughs> which i'm really excited about um i felt like i held on to it for 10 years and i was just always like festering over it like oh i should do it because people will be so judgy if i'm the girl who quit her mm. degree and mm. what am i going to do and people are always like giving me their unsolicited unwarranted comments like yes but what are you going to do after the children <laughs> you know it'd be good for you to have that under your belt and you're like well what if i don't align with it at all anymore and that's the truth i just stopped believing in naturopathic medicine as a whole like yes there are much there are many components of it you know like i love the alchemy of plants and herbs and all that stuff but the truth is it is not being used that way it's basically i call it just an extension of a general practitioner at the doctors you go you're just paying a lot more money yeah. and you're really just getting somebody who's looking at reducing your symptoms but with supplements and they might tell you to change your diet a little bit stop eating dairy whatever it is it's just not the answer and i just saw beyond that so i stopped aligning with it and i also wasn't allowed to go back to to clinic because of some rules that they made. And I just found that I just wasn't, I wasn't able to partake in that anymore. Yeah. So as soon as I decided to make that call, I have found myself just seeing other things that I've had on my list as much 
more accessible. Like I actually feel freer. So, you know, that's this and a whole bunch of other projects that I'm dying to get on. Which is very exciting. Yeah, which I'm really excited about. And so, yeah, not doing a degree is fine. And I'm so at peace with that. Um, And obviously you did the same thing. I did. And are doing... A while ago now. A long time ago. (laughs) So you're so much more ahead of me. Um, I don't know. Well, I feel like we're... But I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra. It took me 10 years to make that decision. <laughs> it's just what Libras do, okay? Yeah. I knew it was good for me. I just couldn't make the decision for 10 years. Um, yeah. But yeah, you did the same thing and are now working in something totally different. Well, I do birth photography. <laughs> which is, like, amazing. Yeah. No, and, and also it win within mm. our business of wedding photography. Yeah, so you and Togger have a photography business. Yes, yeah. yes, and it's brilliant. It's so lovely to be able to be there for that that period mm. in people's lives, that initiation. And it's really funny because the way I always viewed marriage was like, eh, it's just a piece of paper, you don't need it. Like, like, like marriage, it's so outdated. Yeah. Everyone should be able to get married. I was very on, on board with, like, I'm not going to get married if, there are people who are excluded from being allowed to get married. Mm. Um, and then after being in the wedding industry for so long, there is a lot, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of it that is just commercial consumerism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the essence of a wedding, that and it makes you cry, yeah. like most of the time, mm. every now and then. Like, yeah. You might see some things and you're like, hmm? You're like, oh, hang on. Are you married? To the most part. Yeah. It, like, I get teary at weddings mm-hmm. because it is without people like, even realising. love. How can you not? And, and it's just like, it's a, it's a joining mm. of two souls. Yeah. Like, it's so much more than just that physical level. Mm. And, it, and the commitment part of it and, like, the power around making that commitment yeah it's so beautiful and i feel like it you know marriage got taken from that into what it is now which is flowers and catering and the right cake the right dress the right outfit which are all fun things Mm. and sure you can go into those details but the really important part is that ceremony the ground part of it ground part of it the Mm. reason why and yeah and that's really cool and so after seeing that, me and Tom have got married after 10 years. <laughs> oh, maybe me and Brenton need to go to more weddings. We're not married, but no, we're married in the wedding. sense that we have four children together, but also like... And your entire lives are interwoven, like a They are, <laughs> but I would really like to get married, but I also... Like, I'm disconnected from the meaning of it, right? Because my parents were just like, oh, we'll just get divorced, no yeah. worries, and you know... So I just kind of like, well, what's the point of it? Because you need to get divorced. And I saw, I saw so many relationships break up. Mm. And it's like, well, you know, what's the point? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think bringing that ceremony back into the birth space, in, back into marriage, yeah. back into these rites of passage that we take, and the, the meaning has just been sucked out of it. The mm. soul and the life has been sucked out of it. So... Yeah, we'll. Br- I mean, let's return. Let's return. Let's yeah. go. Let's bring that really rich, nourishing, mm. meaningful, tradition and purposeful things. Yeah, ways of being rituals, and we don't even know what they are, so we're gonna 
We're going to find them. And we'll take that long road there because it's such a journey, right? You feel like, I mean, like I see people who have taken like a three month course in nutrition or something. And they're like suddenly professionals in the realm of wellness. And you're like, mm, no, and awesome that you've done that. But you're like two decades away from even scratching the surface. Yeah. And I feel like this is the point of this podcast as well. It's like humbling to admit that I actually don't know anything and that I'm so ready to just dwell in other people's beautiful knowledge. Because I think that's when, if you allow yourself to do that, that's when you can really pull all the pieces together. And and obviously there is a level of embodiment and integrity that's required to start feeling like you're actually nailing it in life. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it excites me to be able to have the opportunity to sit and have a yarn and just ask questions. I'm excited to to be able to spend this time with you, my love. Yes. (laughs) Every day, please. Um, Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, so we would love to hear from our listeners, actually. Mm. And let us know. Let us know what you want to hear and... We're We're definitely up for controversial, taboo subjects. And I know I have a lot of behind closed doors conversations with women I don't even know on Instagram, (laughs) just being like, giving me a little pat on the back, like, yeah, let's talk about this more. So let's talk about stuff. Um, I am also really interested in intimacy Mm -hmm. and sex life, the juicy shit. So we'll hopefully get some good speakers in on that because... If you're in a monogamous relationship and you have four kids and you have four kids <laughs> or a child even a it, child yeah, it does it yeah. impacts it impacts that and i think it's a really important part of life and mm. again bringing nourishment into that and feeding it yeah a bit of recharging and yeah ceremony it's, mm. yeah all of these aspects of our lives on a deeper level i think you can just everyday life ends up being bloody awesome magic magic mm. yeah yes. well i think i think we'll wrap it up there i'm sure we could talk about ourselves for longer yes but, but throughout throughout our podcast you guys will mm. get to know us better pretty and better well <laughs> pretty well pretty well <laughs> um yeah so thanks for tuning in to us any, any last words before we wrap it up? No, we're good. We are so excited. It's going to be great. All right. Sending lots of love out there. And ciao, ciao. until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Road to Wisdom podcast. To join the journey, you can follow us on Instagram at theroadtowisdom.podcast and at www.theroadtowisdompodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We look forward to seeing you next week with more juicy content.